0: Welcome to the Depth Chart Podcast. My name is Freddie Maggard. I'm joined by Nick Roush, as always. Uh, as we review the Tennessee game and preview the Missouri game, Kentucky's in a unique position right now, too. sitting at two and two losses to Ole Miss and Auburn and wins over Mississippi State and Tennessee, which is a big uh, a big hurdle that the Cats uh, got over in Knoxville, haven't won there since 1984. As uh, we've all seen, listened, heard, and read, the Tennessee fan base is crumbling right now and uh, <laughs> it was a tough loss for the Volunteers. I've got a lot to get to today, uh, especially on the Missouri game. Mm-hmm. But as usual, we're going to start with your questions. So, Nick, let's get rolling, man.
1: Uh, let me start first by asking, do you – I know you're smart, Freddie. Do you have any friends, though, growing up that that were Vol fans that you had to send a couple extra messages to this
0: week? Uh, <laughs> I didn't send any messages just because of Missouri games sitting out there and scaring me to death. I didn't want to get overzealous. Uh, I should have, but I didn't. But I did grow up with some Tennessee fans – That I would have liked to have reached out to, but I I didn't. And maybe after, uh, if, if, if huge, if Kentucky can go to Columbia and get the win, I may uh, uh, begin a little trash talk. How about that?
1: That sounds good. That sounds good to me because you're right. This is an important game, but we got to relish in the Tennessee game a little bit more. Um, and, And Adam asked a question. Adam Mercer asked a question that a lot of people had uh cummings drennan brandon sanders will we see any of the freshman wide receivers
0: i think you'll see cummings i think you'll see drennan Mm -hmm. and probably probably it yes Uh, but again that that position group is 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 right for the taking as far as playing time Uh, play better against tennessee Mm -hmm. 75 percent of terry wilson's passes were completed to wide receivers which is a, a significant uprise or, or significant increase. Uh, so, yeah, receivers had nine catches against Tennessee, which is which is a, a higher number than normal. But yes, I do think you'll see Drennan, and I do think you'll see uh, Cummings.
1: And you saw Drennan get his first career reception. It was actually Joey Gatewood's first career completion. Uh, down at Tennessee and you also saw uh, he didn't show up in the stat sheet but Isaiah Cummings did make an impact on the game and uh, Eddie Grant said as much Tuesday night was was talking about how uh, I believe it was on Terry's big run it was either that or it was w- one of the touchdowns he made a really nice block on the edge right, um, right. And, and I know that's, that's one of those things too Freddie that like you know we don't you don't appreciate it until it's not there Um, Right. He can be valuable in in that aspect of the game.
0: Well, uh, the receivers blocking against Tennessee in comparison to Mississippi State was described as night and day better by the coaching (laughs) staff. So uh, I I would say they had to come to Jesus meeting about blocking. Uh, You know, if if you only get two catches other than the shuttle passes against Mississippi State, then uh, and not block very well, that that equals a rough week. And the receivers answered the call and played a much better game against Tennessee.
1: Yes. Um, Ross asked. He said, "AJ Rose's success running the ball seems to be dependent on his success catching the ball. He's catching passes. He becomes more of a threat running. Do you expect we see him catching more balls out of the backfield like at Auburn?
0: Uh, we could. Yeah. Uh, that that's definitely an option. Uh, but I do agree. The more the more he catches the football, more uh, more." involved he is in the offense the the better or the higher his rushing numbers are we shall see he's got 40 carries for 192 yards and a touchdown uh so far this year he's averaging 48 yards per game in comparison rodriguez has six more carries 257 yards four touchdowns and averaging 64 yards per carry uh, per game i'm sorry uh 5.6 yards per carry for rodriguez uh, is a high number, and, and I think he's earned that role to get more mm-hmm. carries right now than AJ.
1: Yeah, and somebody asked, too, like, well, why Why is AJ still atop the depth chart? You know, Stoops, he could give he's a rat's ass it. out about that depth chart, you know? Like, yeah, he'll use it to maybe reward or punish people, but, like, he's not going to rearrange the running. I mean, Freddie, that, that running back put depth chart, it only changed because Smoke got injured. Other than that, it would have been the same for two years straight.
0: There's so many things I love about Mark Stoops, but loyalty is, is right up there. Uh, we saw what an anti-Stoops could do on Saturday when Pruitt fired Jimmy Brumball during the game. Uh, Mark Stoops, I mean, A.J. Rose has had some good moments throughout his career. He's a senior, and, yes, he deserves the start. And, and Mark Stoops is loyal to his players, and and that's why they love him, and that's why they fight for him on a daily basis, and same with that coaching staff.
1: And in, in- – and the thing too, Freddie, it's kind of like, uh, Calipari did this with, I think it was winning one year. Um, and he did it with Nick Richards and Nick Richards is the best example of it where he's not going to bench the kid and, and kind of lose him. Um, because you can still have those moments, like AJ Rose, he's going to have some big runs this year. Like, there's no doubt yeah. about it. But, right? But to your point, Rodriguez has earned the bulk of the carry. So, right? There's no reason to just go on and, and get all crazy just because no. AJ's not playing well right now.
0: No, and it really, doesn't matter who starts the game because it really doesn't matter. Right, uh, right? Matter, and, and also you got to figure that Cavassie Smoke is out, so uh, you're going to need those two plus Juton McLean going forward
1: uh one person as this is from adam uh morgan who says defensively how do you prepare for an up-tempo offense and, and are there ways to counter it during the game
0: to prepare yeah i mean i've seen uh, uh teams that the defense will go against two scout team offenses so they're rolling plays right after each other that 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 simulates uh speed and tempo Brad White said, "It's great, but but even with uh, with McCall at the nose, in practice you just come off the sideline, you can get a drink, you know, with reps and, and rotations. But in the game, you have to account that when you run on and off the field for for packet personnel packages, that also takes a toll. I mean, it may it may sound uh, minuscule in the big picture, but you know you're running off, running on, and then if team goes fast tempo, you can't get the players off. So in a game, uh, you." You really want to be successful in the early downs, meaning first and second down. And that way you could possibly get that team off that offense, off the field with a three and out. And that prevents tempo from getting going uh, for for the next series or two. So yeah, getting early stops and getting three and outs is a great way to slow down or stop tempo.
1: I like that, Jack Pants. Which is a great Twitter name. Responded and said, "Yeah, you fake an injury, fake a cramp." Which <laughs>
0: <that> <laughs> some also teams works have done too. that. Yeah, yeah, some teams. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not
1: going to lie, Freddie. I was hoping that was the case for Bohanna because we didn't really yeah. see it. And even when I went back on replay, you can't really tell where. Like, but except that, like, oh, it looks like he hyperextended it there. Yeah, uh, that's going to uh,
0: hurt. That's going to really hurt Kentucky. Uh, Quinn Bohanna was playing at a, at a high level, playing at an NFL level. Um, you know his numbers aren't won't jump off at the stat sheet with you, uh, but he 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 does so many things in the interior of that three four defense that he's going to be missed and Kentucky's going to rotate have to rotate in some of those freshmen. Uh, Josiah Hayes and 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 Bully McCall are going to have to uh, have to rotate in there and go we'll to play a higher number of plays than they're used to. So that's mm-hmm. something to keep your eyes out on for Sunday for Saturday
1: um here's a question randall asked that i know has been it's probably died down a little bit over the week but we certainly talked about it a lot at the time and is you think playing missouri instead of georgia could play to our advantage the way randall sees it he says the georgia team fresh off a loss could have been bad news
0: yeah uh you know georgia looks i mean the, the defense is is legitimate uh you know you, you're talking about the alabama offense right now is the best offense in college football. Them and Clemson are, are right there together, uh, going against that Georgia defense. And then Georgia had those two turnovers that led to touchdowns. So the score number is a little bit higher than than really it should have been against Alabama. That Georgia defense is legitimate. Now offensively, uh, you know Georgia does not have a dynamic quarterback. I mean, Mm-mm. Stetson Bennett the fourth is a great story of perseverance of fighting through, and I love the underdog story that he's done. But it's hard for a quarterback that's not at an elite level to go into Tuscaloosa and win. So uh, Georgia, you know, you don't have Nick Chubb. You don't have DeAndre Swift. Uh, you don't have Sony Michelle. I mean, all those running backs. The running backs Georgia has are young, and they're very, very good, and they're going to be those guys. So offensively, Georgia uh, has struggled at times. And, and and that's a matchup for a later date, and, and that's a hopefully Bully McCar. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Quentin Bohanna gets back for that because he will be needed for that game because Georgia more of a traditional offense. So, uh, yeah, I, I I don't like this Missouri game. I've, I've said it all week, and we'll get into it a minute. It scares me to death, and 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 I don't like it. I don't like it a bit. <laughs> the, the I would rather thing- have played Georgia this weekend.
1: You you would have see I at least like. I think Missouri is even more dangerous if you're coming off of two kind of emotionally exhausting games against uh, Georgia and uh, ex- Tennessee. Like, th- it would have been really tough to get up for that game. That's a tough spot. It, it really has the kind of like the Tennessee hangover loss effect um, that happened in 2018. You, you could certainly see that happening at Missouri. At least now, like, the you I get the sense from – the team that it's like you know it was good that we played well but we still have a lot of room to go uh and, yeah. and that that brings us to the next question uh which is is another one that stoops has been asked a lot and there's no simple answer just like one thing and this is from jordan he said what what changed in our defense from the first two weeks to the last two weeks do you expect them to keep like they've been playing the rest of the year and freddie i think the one thing we can't say with certainty is that the turnovers aren't going to aren't going to remain the same
0: yeah no the 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 volume of turnovers will will even out as we go forward. Uh, you know this is just one of those things that the ball bounces right or the ball is thrown right and Kentucky's in the right place doing the right things with the right correct assignments and and it was challenged. that Kentucky defense was challenged, but again, I mean with Auburn, you had the two short fields there for touchdowns. Kentucky defense didn't play that bad down there. And then you had the the outlier, which is the Ole Miss offense. You know, they had a bad game against Arkansas, but put up 48 and 600 yards against Alabama. So, I mean, to, it, to me, I mean, it, it, I can explain it like this, as if Calipari's team plays a team X or whatever that Ole Miss was, and they get red hot from the three-point line
1: right and that's
0: what Ole miss did it got red hot from the three-point line and kept shooting them and kept scoring so that that was kind of a a strange game but going forward i mean yeah kentucky has simplified to me it looks like they've simplified and 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 just played assignment on football now they're going to get challenged saturday but you know that that, that's what it looks like the last couple games for me well
1: and and i think too frody a lot of it's um the rust of just going from how many weeks were they practicing in the preseason like they've they, they been practicing for like two months before yeah. this started and there's just a huge jump in game speed practice speed and also what you're asked to do in practice like i mean boogie watson and jordan Wright, like those guys are going hard but it's not a full game and they're not tackling the quarterback like that's right. it's and, and then when you're in the secondary like it's, it's well, let's be honest, Freddie. Them DBs—they're going to cheat. They're going to start knowing the where the wide receivers. They're, they're going to know their habits. They're going to know when to break on the ball. And it's just yeah. a, there's the timing is just different. And I think especially for guys like Kelvin Joseph, who yeah. haven't played for a year, you know, it's just going to take some time for them yeah. to get their timing down, their angles right. And 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 I think you've seen them grow steadily. Uh, yeah. With the Ole Miss kind of being the outlier, and I, I think we kind of.
0: We, we know more of what
1: we're going to get from this defense moving forward.
0: No, absolutely, Nick. I think I think everything you said is correct.
1: Uh, let me see. Where, where was the – um, um uh, this uh, this I feel like is, is – uh, Dustin was like, I feel like we've seen more man this season already. Even when we had all the pros a few seasons ago in the second, I felt like we were in zone on the back end 90% of the time. Is that the case? It's probably just the case, Freddie, that like, We remember the man plays because they've been good so far.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and and you can go man to man against Tennessee because it's more traditional offense, run first, play action pass, take shots downfield. Not uh, a crazy tempo. You you can man them up, and I think Kentucky did a great job uh, when they're in man coverage against Tennessee. And and one thing I will point out that for Tennessee is is uh, Josh Palmer only had their their go to receiver who had hurt. Georgia and 50 balls. Only caught one pass for eleven yards. I mean that that is locking down Tennessee's primary receiver. Mm-hmm. Brandon Johnson had four catches for thirty seven yards, but uh you know, holding Josh Palmer to one catch was a tremendous accomplishment by that Kentucky defense.
1: <laughs> Greg asks, Does Lane Young have the best quotes on the team or Cash Daniel during his time? It's just some Kentucky boys, Freddie. Just, just speak speak the truth I love yeah it.
0: landon what you get from landon is what you get i mean he's he, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a lie inside of him so he just tells the truth tells it how it is i, I love hearing his interviews
1: yeah and he, he was he loved the stuff in williamsburg like, yeah he said let's go come on let's have a neutral site game
0: come on, <laughs> <laughs> exactly
1: um uh, and then from dylan does mizzou have a chance to slow down our run game how does their D line match up to the big blue wall?
0: Their D line is—I mean, you—you you won't see a lot of uh, stars on there. You won't see, uh, you know, what what Missouri has is a, an experienced senior-laden laden defensive line uh, that's led. Their havoc producer is Trajan Jeffcoat, three tackles for loss, three quarterback sacks. But that defensive line for Missouri will try to eat up the blockers for Kentucky. In order uh, to to free up the linebackers, mm-hmm. uh, that that's that's exactly what you. Nick Bolton is a highly productive middle linebacker from Missouri. Thirty six tackles on the season. He's very very active. Gets downhill, but three of Missouri's top tacklers are safeties. Missouri run a four two five kind of deal. Uh, a lot of times with three safeties in a game. Martez Manuel, 21 tackles; Tyree Gillespie, 17 tackles; and Joshua Bledsoe, 16 tackles. So those are the three safeties uh, that are going to be uh, uh, that are going to focus on stopping the run. And last week, one of last week's keys was influence of safeties. Kentucky can't allow those three to come down in the box. They got they got to continue to hit to hit play action passes, uh, to hit a few deep shots. You know, I loved how the RPO or the play-action game sucked the linebackers up from Tennessee, and Kentucky hit passes behind them. Uh, but Missouri is all about this: two linebackers, Nick Bolton, again 36 tackles, and Devin Nicholson, 22 tackles. So the, the defensive line will not shock and awe; they will they will play responsibility-wise and try to eat up the uh, the Kentucky offensive linemen in order to let those safeties and linebackers run free to make tackles.
1: Pretty wild. This is like the first time in a decade Terry Beckner Jr. has been on the other side.
0: <laughs> yeah, but Larry Roundtree's still playing running back. He's there for his twelfth year. Seems
1: yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I um, uh, I actually looked up how they how Missouri's rush defense fares in the SEC. And to be quite honest, they haven't played a lot of rushing teams, but they did let the Vols run up two thirty two on them. Uh, right, exactly. As a, a, a frame of reference. So, uh, but
0: held, held Alabama to one hundred and eleven. I mean, that, that's, that's a strange number. Yeah. Well, and but also, Tennessee had a lot of success running the football against them.
1: Right, right. So, I I think that's too, Freddie. It, it's kind of hard to exactly pinpoint this team, too, because on the other side, Connor Bazelak, they're a different team with him in. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, absolutely. And, and so, like, trying to judge them off of only three games and he's only played in one and a half of them. Like, it's, yeah. and one of them was against LSU, whose defense well, has been about as bad as anybody's defense in the entire SEC.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess we're, are, are we transitioning into Missouri? Let's go now? ahead
1: and transition into it, Freddie.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, with what, what Tennessee rushed for 242 and a 35 12 win over Missouri. Uh, we talked about the activity of, of the linebackers. Nick, Nick Bolton had 17 tackles in that game. So uh, that's that's pretty daggone good. Uh, I mean, he's he's dynamic. He's going to get a lot of stops. But with this game, I'm going to quote the great American philosopher, Nick, uh, uh, Nick Saban. There is so much rat poison right now going around the Kentucky program. Being, you just beat Tennessee for the first time since 1984, in their place, that that that's that's the headline. Kentucky had the coach of the year, offensive lineman of uh, uh, coach of the week, offensive lineman of the week, team of the week, and four players on the PFF team, team of the week, being Jamin Davis, Kelvin Joseph, uh, Austin Dodson, and Drake Jackson. So there's a lot going on there. Uh, Kentucky's getting a lot of attention for beating Tennessee. So there's so much going on. Uh with that. With the also with the rat poison, as Nick Saban tries to say or says on a frequent basis, Kentucky's got a five-game win streak against Missouri. That is eating yeah. them up. That mm-hmm. is absolutely eating them up. They think it's embarrassing, and, and I do too. And then the unpredictability of the offense with a red-hot quarterback that completed 80% of his passes. Now it was against LSU. And we've seen the Tigers really struggle in pass defense. I watched that game. There were a lot of bad coverage mistakes, a lot of – I didn't see a whole lot of effort from LSU at times in the pass defense. Uh, But, again, that that goes into the rat poison that Kentucky's dealing with. And also, Kentucky will be playing the best running back that it's played against this year in Larry Roundtree. Larry Roundtree is, is really, really good running back. He's a future pro. Uh, I think uh, I I really like his – I like his game. Uh, He's thick in the legs. He's hard to bring down. Uh, So – and then Tyler Beatty's their home run catcher. 21 – averages 21 yards a catch out of the backfield. And he's dynamic. So, the unpredictability of that offense, the Red Hot quarterback. Kentucky's won five in a row, which is motivated – which will motivate Missouri. The way that Kentucky won the last time it was in Columbia – will also motivate that team. Kentucky's coming off a program-defining win at Tennessee with all these accolades. I mean, there's so much to me. And then you go to that stadium, Nick, you've been there. Yeah. It's really not, not like you're in the SEC. You know, it's just a strange trip. It's a strange place to play. Um, it just all this screams trap game for me. And this game absolutely scares me to death. I'm not going to lie to you. I am extremely high on the quarterback, Connor He, His release is quick. It's accurate. It reminds me of Drew Locke. He's decisive. Uh, He finds completions, even if his one, two, and three are are covered. And then having the ability to, to run the football with Roundtree and Beatty on top of that passing game. Uh, this is going to be a tough, tough assignment for Brad White's defense. Uh, so, I, again, you know, quoting Nick uh, Nick Saban, there's a lot of rat poison. There's a lot of stuff going on that that scares me about this game.
1: Well, and and excuse me, had to call it there. Uh, to your point about the the streak too, because I, I think Freddie, it's it's similar to last week where I felt good about the Cats. On paper, but mentally, like in my head, I'm like, actually, it's the other way around. My head's feeling good about it, but my heart's like, ooh, this could be bad if you're going with that kind of just storyline field of predicting this game. Because so, I, I follow, I try to follow at least one reporter or kind of somebody from every different team. And Dave Matter is the Kyle Tucker of Missouri. He works for St. Louis Post Dispatch. And so he has a good feel for the fan base and Freddie when he wrote about the streak he writes about it and always includes the officials giving Kentucky a hand yeah and that really irks not only the players but the fans and this isn't just the the, the 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 flag on Ahmad Wagner two years ago it was uh goes back to 20 I believe 17 when Josh Allen knocks the ball out of like the official's hands or whatever. Yeah. And then they mm-hmm. scramble. They then yeah. they have three seconds left. Drew Lock throws that out of bounds. So there's a lot of animosity on this side. in 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 to really squeeze that dagger to try to get the most out of his team, Eli Drinkwitz, he he told his team, he said, all right, raise your hand if you've beaten Kentucky yeah. in this team meeting. And nobody raised their hand.
0: Right. So right.
1: They're, they're really playing this up, Freddie.
0: Kentucky is Missouri, South Carolina. You know how Kentucky thought it, you know, before you can the Cats went on a winning streak against South Carolina, that was one team that Kentucky said, okay, we gotta beat we gotta beat Vanderbilt, we gotta beat South Carolina, we gotta beat Missouri on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. etc. Kentucky is Missouri, South Carolina. They feel that they should beat Kentucky on a regular basis. Having lost five in a row is not sitting well at all. And 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 I'm seeing, reading, hearing a lot of uh revenge talk a lot of this mm-hmm. is our time talk so again kentucky needs to keep all that that happened last week i know it's it's wonderful being tennessee it's wonderful having the player of the week it's wonderful to have all that but if that travels to columbia kentucky will get beat i'm just telling you right now
1: well and luckily you've got a <laughs> you've got an experienced group that's been through some of those down moments before, uh, who, who've had been through the the ringer, if you will. Uh, yeah. So so hopefully they can knock any of that out. Josh Pascal and Co. make sure that they're on top of their p's and q's. And I think the the numbers that Basalox put up, you're going to see a really motivated uh, Kentucky defense. Uh, and in the the thing I like too, Freddie, uh, for Kentucky's favor is that. Eli Drinkwitz ain't and he ain't too different than Scott Satterfield, the other former Appalachian right. State coach. This is a big play offense, and yeah, if there's one thing Kentucky's defense is really good at, it's limiting big plays.
0: Yeah, what you're gonna see with Missouri on Saturday is a combination of Auburn and Louisville, because Drinkwitz has had has experience with Gus Malzahn as well as Satterfield at Louisville. That that's the kind of combination that Kentucky is going to see. Uh, So a lot of deception, a lot of big, big shots downfield, a lot of formations, motions, personnel groups, uh, reverses, trick plays, et cetera. Uh, Missouri will throw the kitchen sink at Kentucky because, again, what, what do they have to lose? This is a throwaway year for Drinkowitz and Missouri. All the chips that they have are in on this Kentucky game. This is a game that they feel that they can win. And, and Kentucky's going to have to survive that that first punch of the game because it's going to be a it's going to be a haymaker one way or the other. Some sort Missouri's of double gonna, reverse flea flicker. Yeah, yeah. Missouri will throw a haymaker early in the game to try to get some momentum and, and try to swing the game in their favor. Looking at the numbers, and again, I, I don't what I feel about this game. Really, I mean the numbers aren't driving me more. It is the experience of playing in the SEC for, for many years and being a started quarterback, you know, you get a gut feeling about things, right? I mean, it, it, you feel the game, you smell the game, you hear the game. It's what's on field. Numbers are great. Advanced stats are great. But when you tee it up, there's so much more involved. And, uh, and and that that's what I'm leaning towards this week because I look at the numbers. Missouri's averaging 25 points a game, giving up 38. Yeah. But but who have they played? They've played LSU who's who's bad, but they're going to score on offense. Mm-hmm. And they played Alabama, maybe the best offense in college football, other than Clemson right now. And, and then Tennessee, who scored 35, but you know, that, that is what it is. Um that's the one
1: that's the one outlier. Where
0: you're like, wait, hold up.
1: They gave up 35 points to Tennessee.
0: <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah, again, it, it's it's again more of a field thing than a number thing. Uh, But going back to the numbers, Missouri's converting 46% on third down, which is good, uh, which is a good number. It's it's Kentucky's converting 50 and leading the SEC – or close to leading the SEC, but uh, 46% on third down is good. Now, in the red zone, uh, four out of seven touchdowns and and allowing 12 out of 15. So, that's an area Kentucky could take advantage of. Uh, Missouri has given up 307 pass yards per game. Uh, Kentucky's gaining 142 pass yards per game. So I think this is a contest that, that, that uh, Terry Wilson uh, can open it up a little bit because mm-hmm. the Missouri pass defense is is not excellent. Uh, but, again, those numbers are skewed. There's a few co- teams in the conference that totally blows statistics out of the water. <laughs> one, is, one is the LSU defense. Let's just be honest. It's so yeah. bad it's right so now. Bad that teams are rolling up yards, points, you you name it, uh, against LSU. Alabama, offensively, is skewing the scale there because they'll throw for 400-plus a game. Uh, Georgia defense, other than against Alabama, will totally screw up opposing offenses numbers. I mean, and then the Ole Miss offense. So, yeah, yeah. there's a few teams that just really blow the numbers, you know, skew the numbers in an odd way. Uh but on paper, Kentucky should should win this game, Nick Roush. They
1: should. And and I think it's it's this is a really important week for Kentucky's offense because in the second half, you know, all it took was completing a few passes to really open up the running lanes and see how effective you can move the ball when you just provide a little bit of balance. And right. the receivers need to come ready to play because Freddie, I think if anything, last week just showed us that. I don't the the passing game struggle against Mississippi State weren't on Terry Wilson. Those were on the pass catchers. You you right. got to block you, when it hits the ball hits you in the hands. You got to catch it. Those are the kind of things that that gotta happen uh, this week so that the offense can have a little bit of balance. Uh, hopefully, we yeah. see more from Josh Ali, Allen Daly, and Co. Um, because
0: they'll really they'll be able to
1: to hold possess the ball and move up and down the field if they just catch a couple passes.
0: Well, you know, I talked about haymakers offensively that Kentucky's going to see from Missouri early in the game to try to to seize the momentum, try to seize the moment in an upset. You're also going to see haymakers from the Missouri defense. Haymakers on defense are a lot of run blitzes, uh, stack the box, do whatever it has to do, Missouri, to slow down or stop that Kentucky run offense because, listen, these defensive coordinators are a whole heck of a lot smarter than me and you. Mm-hmm. About X's and O's in football, they understand the Missouri defensive staff understands. You you stop the Kentucky running game, you got a good chance. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see some some crazy looks. Some you know those three safeties that I talked about are, are going to be up in the box because I mean they're the three of the five top tacklers on the team, in uh, Manuel Gillespie and Bledsoe. So you're going to see a lot of that until Kentucky forces them to get out of that run stop first mentality. Now, Missouri is led receiving-wise by a familiar name, Day- Damon Hazelton, who was a receiver for Virginia Tech last year. A grad transfer, nine catches on a season, the average 11 yards per catch. Boo Smith has moved up into the starting lineup. Smith and Dove have, have supplanted starters because they have played so well. Missouri did what it did against LSU without its top two pers- receivers being on the field. They were out of the game. So, that makes their performance against LSU even more impressive. Uh, Toski Dove, seven catches, 13 yards a catch. Jalen Knox, 14 catches, 11 yards per catch. So, all of Missouri's pass catchers at the wide receiver position are averaging 10 yards plus per catch. Hmm. So, that speaks to the, okay, they're going to try to get downfield. And, and But, again, again, Nick, I mean, LSU has totally skewed the box there. And, and – <laughs> You know the, the LSU defense has has struggled, and teams have succeeded throwing the football, running the football against LSU. Uh, So those numbers are a little bit off. Um Larry Roundtree, ninety yards per game. I, I mean, that dude. I mean, he really, really does impress me. I've always liked his game, and he's going to be a tough stop for the Cats.
1: The the good thing is though, Freddie is Kentucky aside from that one driver Tennessee went tempo they did a good job stopping the run and yeah the one thing that this team has done well and the one thing they haven't done well uh, but they're improving they've been really great on third down uh defensively and offensively they were good on third down last week I don't have the numbers in front of me but I wanted to say it was like nine of 12 or something like that on third down they they did a good job converting because yeah I'm like, this is the most boring, like, coach-speaky kind of answer ever. But they're doing good on the early downs. And that's not what happened at Mississippi State. The recipe for success, if you're Missouri, you look at that Mississippi State tape and you say, well, let's just blitz the pants off of them on first and second down and make Terry Wilson throw it 10 yards on third down. So that,
0: that's the defensive haymakers we talked about, yeah.
1: Exactly. So you gotta you gotta make sure that you're in some third and manageable situations. You're gonna see some screens dialed up, some of those tunnel screens. Uh, Josh Ali cut it out the middle of the field. Um, so, but in, the area too that they they haven't done well, but they're getting better is red zone scoring in the red zone, uh, and, and Missouri's been bad against that. So Kentucky, you right. gotta take advantage of your scoring opportunities.
0: Yeah, Kentucky's 12 of 15 in the red zone, uh, 9 uh, 15 as far as scoring touchdowns in the red zone. So, not, yeah, not great. Not great. Not not great at all. Yeah, that's something Kentucky has to improve on. Uh, and, and they know that. Um, Jamin Davis and DeAndre Square have played two really, really good football games at inside linebacker for Kentucky. Uh, they're going to have to continue. They're going to have to continue that at Missouri. Uh, for the Cats to have a win. But the, the linebacker play for the defense, I mean, is, is really just, uh, you know, it's it's been exceptional for Kentucky. Uh, the, the two inside linebackers and the two outside linebackers are just, you know, they're playing lights out, and they're going to need to take that with them. Um, you know, but getting back to the offense, the first half rushing totals against Tennessee, Nick, 17 carries for 28 yards. Kentucky averaged 1.6 yards per carry in the first half. In the second half, 28 rushes for 159 yards, 5.6 yards per carry. So, if Kentucky plays as it did in the second half, I think Kentucky gets the win at Missouri. Offense, defense, special teams. Matt Ruffalo, four for four on PATs, two for two on field goals. That, 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 That takes care of that special team. And then running the football and throwing the football, being uh, diverse, being multiple, uh, offensively attacking Missouri, and then defensively just carrying that over what they've done is just it. It, it will be uh, something for Kentucky to do, but Missouri's going to spread Kentucky out. It's going to be a little bit different than than what the Cats saw last week against Tennessee, which is a much more traditional look. It was almost like Kentucky was looking at in, at a mirror when it played Tennessee. Missouri will be more like Ole Miss than any other team that Kentucky's played to this point. Go fast, go crazy formations, crazy uh, motions, trick plays, whatever it's got to do on offense.
1: I still just want to be like, don't fall for it, cats. I know you've got that bad gut feeling, but I love just beating the crap out of Missouri. I love it. (laughs) I do because. this isn't a great football team, but if you, but like we saw what they did when Gary Pinkle came in, like there's potential there to be a good football program. So, you know, kick them while they're down. Like don't, don't let them think they're better than what they are.
0: Yeah. I mean, totally. I mean, that's why we talked about it. I mean, you can't, you can't get, get, get knocked out with the early haymakers. I mean, if you do, then, then you're going to be playing from behind the entire game and that's something that kentucky's not a good, not, not, not a good, good place at. Yeah, yeah yeah so that's not a good place for the and, cats to be so and you can't
1: rely on the um uh, the the defense to bail you out like yeah that that was the, as fun as that was the last two weeks that's just it's not you can't expect that to continue to happen which is why you got to come with a fire on your butt at least this game's a four o'clock kick freddie so like it's not you know 11am local time and you're going to yeah. catch them you know snoozing coming off the buses or anything um but the game not 2018 so 2016 Benny Snell i think had four touchdowns in that game and Kentucky did come out ready to roll we yeah. ha- have we seen that this year have we seen them come out ready to roll i guess the old miss game but you know <laughs> that, yeah
0: it, yeah you that know was, Nate, we talked we talked about the linebackers a few minutes ago through four games, Kentucky linebackers have combined for 104 tackles, 12 and a half tackles for loss, five interceptions, six and a half quarterback sacks, and eight quarterback hurries. That's what you're looking for from your four – I'm i I'm including J.J. Weaver as a starter now – from mm-hmm. your five starters at, at linebacker in the 3-4 defense. That's exactly what you're looking for. And if you want to know why that secondary is more successful – I will point at the linebacker production in the 3-4 offense is why Kentucky so successful this year in the last two games. Whoa.
1: Turn your phone off, Roush. Uh, yeah, well, and you know what, though? That's kind of what we expected, but I think sans Boogie Watson, there's a lot of guys who haven't played a lot of those right. snaps. So keep getting production out of those guys um, because that's how you make sure that Larry Roundtree doesn't turn three-yard gain into a nine-yard. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, that some of those plays that Weaver was making in space last week, like
0: yeah, pretty good, huh? You you
1: don't see that. You just don't no. see that.
0: All right, Nick, you ready to get into the recipe for success or what? All right, G-
1: give me the ingredients. I'm. I'll be here. I got my big spoon out. I'm going to stir them up. <laughs>
0: All right, let's start with offense. Effectively throw the football. That's a vague statement. I was referencing uh, the, the completion percentage. Terry Wilson has completed 64, 77, 40, and 80% of his passes right at 65%. He needs to be there. However, uh, Kentucky's only throwing for 142 yards per game. Mizzou is allowing 307. I think this is a chance for Kentucky to get that passing game going. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I, there's a caveat to that. Kentucky cannot have. To rely on third and 10, third and eight passing downs in order to get that success throwing the football. I think that comes by what we saw against Tennessee, mixing it up on early downs and then not having that third and 10 situation where Missouri will pin their ears back and blitz everybody in the house. So, yes, completing 65% of his passes is something that Terry's going to have to carry over. Rush for 200 yards. Now, Missouri's only allowing 130. 130- Yards per game, but again, look who they've played. All right, they did hold Alabama to 112 yards a game, but Bama had so many knockout, so many explosive and chunk plays through the air. Uh, uh, Najee Harris was really never a factor; didn't have to be a factor in that game. And then Alabama played a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, substitutes late in that contest. So I think for Kentucky to win, uh, they're going to rush for 200. Why? They're going to have to live in the slot. Sustain long offensive possessions. Manage mm-hmm. the clock. Own the clock. Keep Baz- ba- Is it basilak or basilak?
1: I think it's basilak.
0: Keep basilak on you the
1: sideline.
0: Keep him on the sideline. Nick, I am so impressed. I know it was against LSU now, but I, he th- this young guy impresses me. There's something. There's something about him uh, that I really like. I, I like his quick release. I like his decisiveness. Uh, there's there's something about him that that jumps out at me. Keep him on the sideline. Keep Larry Roundtree in those, that 90 yards per game average on the sideline. How do you do that? You run for 200 yards. That's where Kentucky's comfort level is. They've not reached 200 yards since the old Miss game. And the old Miss game is the only game that they've run for over 200 yards, and they ran for 407. So, uh, rush for 200 yards. Next, what the, on the time of possession. I know that, that time of possession is irrelevant in today's, this year, 2020, SEC games due to the number of chunk or explosive plays. Uh, But Kentucky's got to stay in the slot and keep that Missouri off on the sideline. No turnovers. How do you limit offensive possessions for Missouri? First of all, you don't turn the ball over and give them an extra possession. So can't turn the ball over, especially on the road. Kentucky saw how damaging that can be at Auburn. And, and it's true on a have one turnover against Tennessee, uh, which was uh, uh, the Josh Ali one where he cut back into the defenders instead of running to to green, uh, the green open field. But uh, again, can't have any turnovers. And then my last one for the offense is win the red zone. So uh, that's what Kentucky offense has to do. To
1: i couldn't find i haven't found the pronunciation yet but i found that he went to altar high school in dayton in dayton that's, ohio
0: yeah that's
1: actually where i had to do uh you go through those premarital classes freddie and yeah. they, they uh I had, I had to go to one there yeah <laughs> that's uh, where we did yeah. our like four hours of teaching you how to be a good A good Catholic married couple, which had some very bizarre (laughs) moments. We don't have to get into the details, but uh, if you like to Google something funny, look up natural family planning. Very bizarre. (laughs) Uh,
0: Kentucky recruited him. Yeah. Out of
1: Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. And I think instead, when they couldn't get him, they ended up getting Terry Wilson. Yeah. Uh, So. So
0: Defensively, don't buy it on the flashy lures. Just like Auburn. It's like bass fishing, man. They're going to throw all kinds of lures out there trying to – uh, trying to tempt the Kentucky defense uh, with the eye candy, with the motions, with the formations, with the personnel groups, uh, with shifts, everything that they can do, Missouri, uh, to, to get Kentucky's attention off their primary responsibilities and assignments. Got to play gap integrity on, on the defensive line. Uh, Brad White said that Tennessee was actually the defensive line's worst performance of the year. Uh, so can't get those guys out, out of their gaps. They got to maintain gap integrity, because Larry Roundtree will come downhill and come down downhill in a hurry, and uh, he he's not too fun to tackle. So you got to no. you got to bottle him up. Uh, can't uh, uh, I mean, can't get let receivers get lost in, in the coverage back there. LSU did several times, which resulted in in chunking explosive plays and and touchdowns for Missouri. So can't bite on the flashy doors. Can't get tempted by by craziness that 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 uh, Drinkowitz is going to throw out there. Because again, you know they're going to try to do the home run thing. They're going to try to do the knockout punch thing. So the first couple series are going to be critical for Kentucky to get stops. Limit Missouri to 120 yards. Now we've talked a lot about ba- Basilak and, and the pass in the passing game. Uh, but Missouri is averaging 125 yards on the ground and converting 46% on third down. Uh, Larry Roundtree, again, he's been there forever. He's averaging 90 yards a game. He's a future pro, uh, and he's joined by Tyler Beatty, who's, who's a speedster, and he is a home run threat, and he is active out of the backfield, but hold Missouri to under 120 yards a game, force them into uh, a passing game, which plays the Kentucky's favor on paper. But we'll see on Saturday. Don't get beat deep. Basilak is averaging 14 yards per completion. That's pretty good, Nick Roush.
1: Not too shabby. Ten yeah, yards an attempt, too, which is even
0: crazier. That's that efficient. is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> His numbers against LSU, 29 and 34, 80%, 85% completion rate, 406 yards and four touchdowns. Now you it was again, we've said it many times. And I, I mean, I don't mean any disrespect to LSU, but they they struggled in the past game uh, a couple of times against Mississippi State and against Missouri. Um, but Missouri likes to go deep. They like they like to get those home run shots and, and we're going to see that. Tyler Bailey, a, run, Beatty, a running back, is averaging twenty yard, 21 yards of catch and, and is Basilak's primary target coming out of the backfield. But Kentucky cannot get beat deep, much like Mississippi State, keep everything in front of you, come up, make tackles. Make tackles. Kentucky has to tackle well in all three levels. The next one is communicate. Uh, Back to the flashy lures, Uh, Missouri's going to employ a bunch of overabundance of formations, motions, bunch sets, personnel groupings, trick plays, shifts, everything you can think of prior to the snap of the football. Alignment and assignment discipline are critical for Kentucky to slow down this Missouri's attack if it continues over like it did against LSU. The last one is influence the quarterback. He will find an open receiver if he's given time. I mean, we see we've seen that uh, not only against uh, LSU but against Tennessee. He will find an open receiver, so he can't have all day sitting back there just uh, scanning the field. You got to influence the quarterback and get him on the move, get him uncomfortable at times. And the Wildcats' uh, defensive line is going to have to be active in the pass rush because you're going to need every player you can in pass defense. And that that's worrisome if you're so focused on pass defense with round tree back there. He can gas you for a good five, six yards of carry if you're not careful.
1: No, you're exactly right. And that goes back to the linebackers having another exceptional yep. game.
0: They have yeah, that's that's a key. Kentucky linebackers have to continue the play that that we've seen against Mississippi State and Tennessee. Special teams. Something worries me a little bit. Nick Roush is, is Missouri's got some fast and dangerous guys back there that can uh, return kickoffs. Uh, we've seen uh, uh, Chance poor kick it through the in the end zone quite a bit, but they've been didn't have a lot of loft on them. If he misses one of those and kicks a mm-hmm. line drive to one of those kickoff returners, that could be ugly. So uh, that that concerns me a little bit. And then no no critical errors. Uh, didn't have one against Tennessee for the first time this this year out Kentucky. Uh, play clean on special teams, and it's no coincidence that it won the game. And let let Max be Max. I mean, let Duffy be Duffy. I mean, he's he's the best in the country, and and uh, you know give make uh, Missouri have a long field to go in a field position game.
1: And I gotta say, uh, Grant McInnes, who.
0: I yeah, believe, how about that.
1: I believe his first game where he really started playing badly before Kentucky was like, "All right, let's go find an Aussie kicker," and they they got Matt Patton and McKinnis got kind of into that reserve just kickoff specialist role. Um, I, I think it was at Missouri's when he started playing badly, but he grad transfers to Mizzou. He's got eight punts yeah. on the year, averaging forty-four per punt, and he's got a good sixty-six yarder. So good for him,
0: yeah, good job, McKinnis. I, listen, I, I love that kid. I hope he's happy at Missouri. Uh, he's a great kid. I mean, he, he really is. And and I wish nothing but the very best for him.
1: And you know what, Freddie? A lot of the the kickers and punters who have struggled, a lot of it's they just need a fresh start because like, yeah. just mentally something's not there. I mean, especially yeah. when you're asked to come in as a true freshman, mm-hmm. it doesn't take much to kind of derail you, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm glad he's having success. I really am. Um he is uh he is a good kid man I'm happy for him and and uh hope he does well uh, in nine out of ten games this year <laughs> but that's that's the recipe for success Nick Roush uh I don't know have, have I said that this game scares me or have I, I think you've said that not? a few times yeah yeah <laughs> yeah how about you what's your gut telling you here
1: my like I'm not as scared as you. I would have been if this was a week later. I I would have been trap game all over it. But, I mean, Mark Stoops on his opening, his press conference this week, was really getting after his team even after such a great win. So, yeah, I, I think even though on the outside we're pumping this team up like they're God's gift of football, I don't think that's the case necessarily inside the pr- practice facility. So, yeah. I, I what I'm more – like, I, I just hope the receivers aren't aren't, aren't taking it in because that's the one where they could be a little bit fragile. If they catch some passes, I, I'm confident that Kentucky will, will prevent the big plays. I, I, if nothing else, I think just my biggest worry is the offense. But if the offense keeps things rolling, then I'm really confident about where uh, the Cats kind of go, not only Saturday, but for the rest of the season.
0: Can I talk about the Kentucky defense for a second? Yeah, sure. National rankings. Touchdowns allowed. Kentucky's ranked first in the country.
1: <laughs> and that's interceptions. With, and
0: that's that's with the Ole Miss game where they gave up yeah. what? Eight? Yeah. So. <laughs> interceptions. Kentucky's second in the country with nine, only behind Arkansas, who had six against Ole Miss. Yeah, what's
1: the Mississippi schools and throwing picks? Jesus.
0: <laughs> ranked third in the country in red zone defense, allowing uh nine successful trips out of fifteen. Ranked ninth in the country in turnover margin with a plus four. Ranked 15th in the country in scoring defense, only allowing 20 points a game. This one, this one's a big one because Kentucky was dead last in this category three weeks ago. 74 out of 74. Pass efficiency, Kentucky's now up to 16th in the country. Pass efficiency defense oh
1: pass it. okay defense i was gonna say
0: terry wilson what yeah <laughs> third down defense kentucky's 18th in the country only allowing 31 percent conversion ratio and then total defense kentucky is 19th in the country allowing 341 yards per game
1: not too shabby man that's not crazy on the pass efficiency one because i think they were not the, the yeah they were dead last and now they're 15th that's that's what happens. You pick off some passes, get a little momentum
0: going. Yeah, you get interceptions, you get pass breakups. Uh, yeah, and then you play Jared Garantano, who doesn't play like Dan Marino against the Cats. I mean, you know, it's uh, what two pick sixes and uh, in the first quarter, in the first half. Uh, that's you know, Jamin Davis. You know, I watched that uh, special on Kentucky. It's the SEC now more mm-hmm. rat poisoning. By the way. Uh and the Tennessee uh offensive players showed very little effort. No. Did you see that? That that
1: team, oh they, my god. They were riding some momentum from last year beating some bad teams, but man, Freddy, that thing was a big Jenga game waiting to topple. Uh, you get Mad all that goodness. assistant coach turnover like what what people thought for a while like, "Oh, jeremy Pruitt's doing something here." Man, that thing it's Kentucky just exposed all of its cracks, and that dam is about to burst.
0: Well, they're going to get the break speed off of them Saturday, so.
1: Ooh, all right. I don't think there's a spread that's large enough for me to say that Alabama is not going to cover it. That's, <laughs> that's going to be a, just a blowout.
0: All right, let's go through the SEC schedule real quick, and we'll get out of here, Nick. You want to? Sure. Auburn at Ole Miss. Who you got?
1: Auburn's not going to be able to score with them. And I know that Arkansas kind of showed a four, like I, I don't think they have a blueprint for it. I think Arkansas has a great defense coordinator in Barry Odom, who has a little bit of experience with Lane Kiffin. So I, I think Ole Miss is going to. Man, this is tough because then I'm thinking to myself, well, this is one of those times where Gus Malzon's on the hot seat, but he finds a way to win. So yeah. I, I'm ultimately. Where's
0: the game being played at? At Ole Miss. I'm going to say Ole Miss. I'm taking Ole Miss as well. I, I don't think Auburn can score with them. Uh, I think our, I think if Kentucky plays Auburn again, the Cats win by two scores. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Kentucky had had a uh, misfortune of playing Auburn on the first game of the year, mm-hmm. and the first game for Terry Wilson back, uh, first game for Phil Hoskins back, Devontae Robinson, Kelvin I mean, Joseph, the, yeah. Kelvin Joseph, the turnovers. I think I am comfortable saying that 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 Kentucky is a better team than Auburn, especially yeah. with the with the middle linebacker not being there. Uh, I can't remember his name, Nick KJ Costello. No, that's the Mississippi State quarterback. What the can- Auburn middle linebacker that's so good. Oh, Britt. Yeah, he had knee yeah. surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think Kentucky uh, would would beat the snot out of Auburn if they played them again. So mm-hmm. I'm one Ole Miss in a high scoring in a game. Uh, so I'm taking uh, Ole Miss, Alabama at Tennessee.
1: Um, sixty to nothing.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm thinking that, that you know I'm looking at at the big picture. Tennessee is recruiting very well, and going head to head with Alabama on quite a few players. I think I think a statement is made here that Tennessee. Is like Tennessee is like one of those seals that gets hurt on the first initial bite from a great white shark and just floundering around in the ocean. I think Saturday is that final kill when the when the shark comes up and, and wears him out and jumps through the water. So man, uh, and now you know what too, Freddie. Now they can't go get Mike Leach too once the yeah, bird's gone. Oh. Yeah, I wish they would. To be honest with you, but uh, I, I think I think Tennessee uh, makes a statement here. Not only on the field, but in the living room for recruiting, and and runs it up on Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I really do. Uh, Kentucky, Missouri. I'll make my call on that on um, Saturday. What's your take, Nick Roush?
1: I think Kentucky's going to do it, but I think it's going to be close, and it's going to be uglier than many folks would like <sighs> to see. Yeah. I just, I just want,
0: I just want it to be nine o'clock Saturday night. I want this <laughs> one to be. To be over with, I, I it's turning my stomach. South Carolina at LSU.
1: Uh, hmm. The I'm thing is, I'm, it, I, go ahead. go on, go. On. You got it, Freddie.
0: I'm taking the Gamecocks here. LSU's quarterbacks hurt. He's about yeah. all they had. That defense is just bad. Well, I'm taking South Carolina
1: because initially I was thinking, like, I mean, that Colin Hill, he doesn't. He's he doesn't out. do any for South Carolina.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. I,
1: I was just thinking like South yeah. Carolina's pass deep pass offense isn't going to really be able to take advantage of that. But without Miles Brennan, like what do they have? Yeah. So this could yeah. be a, this is how Will Muschamp stays on the hot seat for another three years in Columbia. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. I think I think South Carolina goes down there and beats them, uh, mm-hmm. and then Mississippi State. I don't see them on the schedule, but man, they. uh there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, what's this uh, stuff with Colin Hill? Like he, he's out for personal reasons. Uh isn't the word
1: that he's just done, he's just quit or kicked off I, the team I, or
0: I don't know. I don't know. But I mean how, you know we did our preseason all ACC stuff, Nick. That was my running back. Uh, yeah. and I think you put him on Tennessee's team or any other Man. team, he would be Whew. the best running back in the SEC. Uh but he's he's one of. I mean, Najee Harris is 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 obviously the best. But, um, I mean, you know, it goes back again. Play LSU, you can do what you want to, and he had all those catches and all those yards. But I think you know that's fun. But
1: mm-hmm. I think
0: he wants to be a running back. That's what he is, right, and, right. and he's not getting the carries. And well, and Marks is another one. I mean, Marks was a five star player. Come went to Mississippi State. Hoping to, to get to, to fill in Hill's shoes when he left, and now he's not getting. I mean, it, it, there's, it's, there's just a lot going on at Mississippi State right now.
1: There's only four games, though, like you said, this weekend in the SEC. Uh, yeah. You're going to be watching Big Ten football when, uh, uh, Ohio State's going to beat Nebraska about, what, four touchdowns? I will watch that one. Now, I will
0: watch Ohio State.
1: I want them to just run it right down Scott Frost's throat because he hadn't done anything in three years. He's God's gift of football, apparently.
0: Ohio State's got a lot of ground to make up in the polls for the playoffs and also uh, in the Heisman race. Mm -hmm. So I think Ohio State runs it up and beats the brakes off of Nebraska, to be quite honest with you. I, did you see there on Twitter there was an article that somebody wrote about Ohio State could be Nebraska's new rival? Did you see that? <laughs> like Oklahoma used to be. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, what man. what universe is that person living? <laughs> I mean, I'm a homer. You're a, we're all homers, right? Right, right. Uh, ksr's homer.com. <laughs> but I would not I wouldn't oh. dare write that Alabama is Kentucky's new rival. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, that, that. Uh. <laughs> and let me, let me be perfectly clear here. Nebraska is not in the same stratosphere as Kentucky right no, now.
1: No, no. They're more so like uh
0: Saying that Kentucky-Alabama is a rivalry is, is, is way more realistic, extremely a whole heck of a lot more realistic than saying that Ohio State is Nebraska's rival.
1: My goodness. But, yeah, I will watch that one. I will watch that, one.
0: Yeah, will watch ne- that ne- one.
1: Nebraska and Tennessee, they have a similar nasty fan base online that I just yeah. love to see bad things happen to them.
0: And, and they both think a whole heck of a lot more of themselves than than reality states. So. Than
1: anybody else does. It's, yeah. It's, it's still 1996 in their
0: eyes. Yeah. Uh, I may be – I don't know. I like, I like watching Big Ten football. So, yeah, I, I will. I like watching – I like Maybe. watching – wisconsin play i like mm-hmm. minnesota i mean that's a good going be a good game michigan yeah. at minnesota it uh, was
1: telling me that that game there's snow in the forecast for michigan minnesota so oh that'd be fun that'd be great oh big 10 opens the season in a snow game uh, yeah
0: that'd be fun to watch yeah and, and boil her up yeah boil her the well, hell up well yeah but i mean brahm is is battling the COVID, didn't
1: he yeah he's got it so brian's calling the shots which is just good it's it's just it seems weird though, Freddie. You know, like it just yeah. is.
0: Who do they play?
1: Well, Iowa. So not exactly an ideal matchup for him because Iowa's no. going to run the ball, run the ball. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, there
1: they, are a few big plays away. They got one or Rondale, David Bell. So yeah, who, who knows what this quarterback? Time. He got sent to the he got sent to the Wolves last year. Their offense line was terrible.
0: I will have three tight ends that are going to be stars in the NFL that we've never heard of. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. And a couple offensive linemen that'll be drafted and 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 they'll pound on them. So, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to Bardstown tomorrow night mm-hmm. for the E Town at Bardstown. Uh, e Town is number one in 3A. Bardstown is number four in 3A, and they're both undefeated, and they both have really good quarterbacks. So, there's going to be uh a, a, a lot of uh, a lot of exciting plays in that game, Nick Rouse. Are you looking forward to it?
1: Very much so. Very much so. Bardstown's a great city. Great town. Love, it's beautiful love going city. There. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I like Bardstown and E-Town both. I think they're both great cities. Uh, two undefeated teams that could have – this game could have uh, playoff implications. So, I'm looking forward to it. We'll be at the, the Bardstown Kroger at 5 p.m. tomorrow. Come by and see us and and say the magic words that Kroger presents the KSR game of the week between E-Town and Bardstown, and you will get a free Kroger card.
1: It's a truck roast on us.
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. When, Nick, you got anything else we need to touch on?
1: I think we've hit touched on them all, Freddie.
0: Uh, have I told you that this game scares me yet?
1: Yeah, yeah, you've told me. But, hey, yeah. scared money don't make no money, Freddie.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Am I am I overreacting? Do you think or or because I, I don't like this feeling. I, I well, really you, really don't like it.
1: Well, you're in uncharted territory after winning in Knoxville, uh, and we've been to Missouri. That place stinks. The yeah. one thing that it does, like, it's not like it's any different this year. You've had the COVID stuff kind of put people out, so like that's that's what Missouri Stadium always looks like. Uh, yeah. So
0: you know. I quoted Nick Saban with the rat poison. He has another saying that that really uh is equatable to to what Kentucky's going to going through right now. And that's the relief syndrome. After a big game, I mean, you know, do you come back out the next week with the relief syndrome that you've beaten a team that you hadn't beaten in Knoxville in thirty something years? I mean, all that just adds up to me that it just This red lights are screaming in my head right now.
1: So yeah, I just Kentucky's experience in the trenches. I know you don't have Bohanna, you got Billy McCall instead, but I think they're 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 in his butt to play his best. I think he's gonna be highly motivated to um to 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 prove to everybody that he can be just as good as Q uh, and yeah. Drake Jackson, dude, that guy's just kicking all kinds of ass. I mean, oh my
0: god, I love he's watching playing him play. so
1: great right now.
0: Yeah, he is. now Missouri has a good center too. That that'll be something to watch with McCall, but yeah, Drake Jackson's playing his butt off right now. Uh, he wants that Remington, man. Yeah, and this would be a good step in it. So uh, we'll see. But you know, if, if if I'm seeing all these red lights and and danger zone lights going off in my head i I can only imagine Mm -hmm. uh what mark stoops and that staff is doing right now and i kind of feel for the players because i'm sure they're beating all this all this into their heads Hey, we got to play and you know i'm sure it's uh i'm sure it's intense practices over at the joe craft center this week you're most certainly correct on that all right well i will see you in bardstown my friend
1: all right man take it easy and uh hey let's enjoy some football this weekend
0: All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Nick. Thank you all. See y'all later.